Are you ready? Here we go. Test one, two, test one, two. I feel like I'm bouncing from cloud to cloud. Wow, we're ridiculous. So stay tuned. I like what we're doing. Or don't. Oh, that might be my favorite thing to ever happen. <laughs> Is this not the coolest thing you've ever heard? Well, how about this? Yes. Hold up. It's the Pepper and Dylan After Show Show Podcast. Welcome to the After Show Show. It is... <laughs> February 23rd, what? 2022. Robbie, see, it's it's you can't be both things here. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. You mm-hmm. can't be angry at people who eat in front of you because you have that, what's it called? Misphoria? Mis, uh, misophonia? Misophonia? Yes. That, that, that syndrome where you can't listen to other people chew, but then eat on the microphone. I have a defense. What? Which is? <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> what's your defense? He's got his mouth full. Give him a second. Um, Okay. But what if you were listening to this right oh, he now? Would be you so would hate mad. you, Robbie. I would, except I didn't hit record. Mm-hmm. Right now is eating time, and you hit record. No, but we said, "Is everyone ready to go?" And then you went, we mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. I said, and then <laughs> you took a bite right into the microphone. <laughs> like you could have taken a bite back into the the back corner of the room, and no one would have heard it. I have been vocal about not liking that because right. we used to have in person meetings. Mm-hmm. In oh, this did building. you get mad? Here he goes. And Pepper would bring his bag of vegetables into these these meetings. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there trapped, nothing I can do, and you're sitting there chomping in my ear. Yeah. Everything else is quiet, but all you hear is pepper chomping away. That is not a time to be eating. Can't help food. that I have crisp vegetables. It's that not. That's nice. not eating time. It's not you. Listen, he got. He was yelling this morning about the girl who lives underneath him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In his apartment that jumps on her trampoline. She's like seventy five years old, trying to get some exercise, and he's mad okay. as can be at her. How does she have an indoor trampoline? Exactly. <laughs> Why in a condo like, building? What is, what is she? The, the movie Big? Like, why does she have a trampoline? She's got, in her it's house? like a smaller she's seventy. One? You got to exercise. So it's one of those little bouncing. It's smaller ones, but it makes a heck of a lot of noise, and it rattles my unit. You know, Robbie, you you hate noise. I do. It's a problem. Isn't it ironic that he's a sound producer? Yes, it's true. And he hates noise. Maybe like, that's because he has such an acute ear. I hate noise, in, like when it shouldn't be there. Right. Okay. <laughs> Chomping in a meeting, slurping. That is completely unnecessary, slurping. Ah, yeah, yeah, Dylan. There's no reason to do that. You know when people lick their fingers? Yeah, I love that. Why do they make that noise? It's unnecessary. I just like doing it. Yeah, but the noise, it drives me nuts. And it's, uh, When it's you have sex, you don't have to make noise, but people do. Does that make you mad? It's, it's passion. <laughs> There's passion when I eat. <laughs> I, know I'm in, I know I'm in the wrong and there's nothing I could do. I understand it's it's a me problem. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm, it's it's fine. It, we just didn't need to. That's the most. It was just time one big bite right when we started. Yeah. <laughs> In my defense, it's it's right after the show at like between nine and nine thirty is like eating time, right? Let me just eat during the let show. Me just take a quick sip of coffee here. Don't. Why? <laughs> just to drive some people nuts. every right. single sip. <laughs> It's like you just don't God, have to do that. It's unnecessary. I, I need another sip of this. Oh, yeah, guys. Oh, no. But the biggest thing is, the biggest thing for me is <laughs> if I'm eating and you're making all these noises and slurps, doesn't it doesn't bother, you. bother me at all. Yes, it's all it's, about you. It's just in the times yeah. when it's, yeah, when it, <laughs> silence is a nice thing sometimes. Uh, my, you live in silence. You don't have anyone like, in your house. It's you all the time. Like going on a road trip with my buddy. It's why you love being at the top of the mountains and camping, and it's just silent. by the sounds like going on the road trip with your buddy didn't sound Every good. Every single sip of coffee. Do you do you say anything, or are you just? I just like hopefully oh, he's done it soon. Because <laughs> I know that. it's going to be done soon. My yeah. friend Scott is a grown ass man. He's about to be forty seven years old, and he still chews with his mouth open. 
Yeah, I, can't I lived with him in college. I uh, yeah, I went to lunch with him the other day, and he just chews with his mouth open, just like he, he like he's never heard that you can do otherwise. You mean, like a lot of animals do. And I remember when you know when your roommates it just sometimes people just get on your last nerve if you live <laughs> in close quarters for a yeah. long time. And I remember going chew with your damn mouth closed. Uh oh. You know you're at a bad point when you and, start telling someone how to he, chew. And then he snapped back with me, what's it matter to you? Now that, well, that's a good point. It is. But Robbie would argue back, it does matter it to does. me. <laughs> it really does. And like things like movie theaters, I can't go anymore because people eating popcorn. And it goes on and say on. That. The people who eat one at a time too. It's like. That's how just, I love to enjoy it. It's just so loud. Don't tell me how to eat. It's so I, I, I understand. That's why I just don't go to movies well, anymore. Well, what's worse when eating popcorn? People that eat it one at a time or t- people that take a huge handful and. I'd rather them take mash huge, it into their mouth. I'm like a chipmunk the way I eat popcorn. I'd rather now. that because it's over quick. I can't get enough in my mouth. I got in a fight with an ex-girlfriend because she bought um, a huge bag of those uh, Valentine's Day cinnamon hearts. Mm-hmm. And we were watching a show, and she would put her hand in the bag, and we go like crinkle the bag all the way in, mm-hmm. and then eat one. And it's like, and she was chewing those things so loud. Don't you suck those things? She was chewing them. Oh, and I'd be mad going, if it was, she was sucking, chewing. It doesn't matter. And like the crinkling of the bag, and then Rubbies. chewing of one at a time, it just went on and on and Can on. Can they I just, fix this? Because that must be horrible. It is bad. Like to to have to listen to a bag. I don't even know that a bag makes a noise. I think he's just intolerant. It's louder than the TV. So no, but you're yeah. focusing no, on No, I it. agree with that. I, if I'm watching a movie yes. and I'm going to have a bag of chips, even if I'm on my own, if I'm by myself, I dump it into a bowl because I can't put my hand yes. back into that bag all the yes. time. I can't hear the TV. I got to turn the TV up, but it's still done. Yeah, Dylan. I, I, I agree with that, Robbie. You got to dump your you. stuff out of the Thank bag. You. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Nothing you know, in my, my life is ever more important than eating. <laughs> I know everything. To, no, hearing know. the show but takes yeah. a back Pause the show if that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm enjoying. I that's know. wild. And it's just crazy because if I'm eating at the same time, it doesn't bug me at all. Right. It's just when I'm sitting there trying to do something like You're in a focused, meeting or watching focused, a movie, yeah. that's all I can hear. Um, so we've got some cool. big, big changes coming to the podcast. They're not that big. Well, exciting changes coming to the podcast. I think you're blowing it up bigger. Like you were saying on the show, like, oh, some big things are coming. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know if this is the... We're doing more podcasts. You're going to get four podcasts a week now from us. But you were getting two, so you're getting two new ones. Yeah, so you're getting double the podcasts. Yeah. If I give you double the hot dogs, Dylan, how would you feel about that? Pretty good. Yeah, exactly. That's big news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But what if one of the hot dogs is really short? Yeah. It's just a tiny little (laughs) one-biter. Not going to be as good. Yeah. A little cocktail. We'll explain to you the, the changes that are coming to the podcast coming up. Okay, they're okay. good. Cha- they're positive things. They're good things, right? Sure. People see on the on the tails of what the hell happened, or on the heels of what the hell happened. People are craving more podcast content, and we're happy to give it to them. Yeah. Right. Why? Why are we? We're not saying it here. Well, we can, but we got to call Mike. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. So we're going to bring on Mike. This is your best friend? No, he's not my best friend. I've only met him one time. Um, so he's a comedian in town that's actually, Jem loves him. Friend. Jem, your friend Jem, Dylan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lo- how, how's Jem uh, and, and her eight boyfriend months? doing? They've celebrated yeah. eight months together. So oh. they're coming to this comedy show tomorrow yes. night. Yeah, yeah, And uh, they were going to invite you, but I said, that's a bad idea. Dylan doesn't mm-hmm. like to do things. And uh, so she messaged me yesterday and said, yeah, you're right. He's totally out. Yeah, I wasn't going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it starts at 730. They wanted to surprise you. 
Yeah. And she said, don't tell Dylan, but we got him an extra ticket. I know. Can you uh, can you get someone to have that ticket? And, and I said, oh, my God, that's a terrible idea. Dylan hates doing things. Yeah. And she said, oh, he'll love it when he comes out. He's got to see Mike. I would have been if it was on, uh, if they would have gone to the Friday show. And I know there was a Friday show. There is in Spruce Grove. Yeah. yeah but she got tickets to the Thursday. And yeah. I originally thought we had the day off. So I was like, yeah, maybe I'll come. Yeah. And then I found out that we didn't have the day off. And I was like, there's not a chance. It's 7.30 going somewhere? Yeah, I mean, it'll go till 9.30, 10 o'clock. Plus, I have a massage book tomorrow. So oh, do you? At out. night? A nighttime massage? Yeah, at 5.40. <laughs> 5.30? 5.40? I got It's not a it. nighttime massage. Anyway. It's, I, a, it's an hour and a half massage. So, of course it is. Uh, he's not my friend, Mike. I've only met him one time, but your friend Jem loves him, and it was actually- How just, did you open up for a guy that you don't even know? No, I've met- That's the one time I've met him. And he's like, do you want to open up for me? No, it wasn't his. It's the organizer of the event. So, so yeah, I'm opening for- Well, open, I'm hosting the show tomorrow night. Uh, hosting is like- uh, I guess it's opening in a way, right? kind of different than doing stand-up. Like, I do 15 minutes of stand-up, and then I just bring on all the other comedians in between. Oh, there's, so there's a bunch of them. Uh, there's three plus me. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're not going to get home until, like, one in the morning. No, the other two are doing seven minutes, and then Mike does about 45. Okay, so you do 15 oh, plus it. seven damn plus it, another seven. Yeah. That's 29 minutes plus... He does how long? Uh, he does about 45. Okay, so maybe it's not as late as I thought. So we're going to just chat with Mike real quick because he does have a, uh, an interesting story in the few minutes that I've spoken with him and a really interesting style. And you know that I, I, I enjoy stand-up comedy. And I have a real particular question to ask both Mike and you guys okay. uh, uh, coming up. And uh, I don't know where to come out on this. Is, uh, is Mike on the phone now? Well, that's what happens when you call somebody. Okay. okay. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Hello, how are you? Excellent. Uh, thank you for taking a few minutes to talk with us. Mike will be playing at uh, Long Roof Brewery uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night, and then in Spruce Grove at what's it called? Raven Wolf, Ravenwood, Raven, Raven, yeah, Ravenwood. Some Harry Potter brewery. Yeah. That's where I'm going to be. Yeah. yeah, Ravenwood Brewery. It's by Barb and Ernie's. No, Raven no, Raven Wolf tomorrow night. Brewing oh, is in Spruce Grove, oh, but uh, uh, Long Roof Brewing, yeah, by Barb and Ernie's, Got just it. Uh, south of White Ave. Anyway, uh, we're doing a show. The Spruce Grove one is sold out, and tomorrow night show, the one in in Edmonton on Thursday night, is not sold out. Okay, but it's getting close. Mm -hmm. So get damn tickets. Anyway, twenty bucks a ticket. Twenty bucks a ticket. Yeah. yeah. So Mike. I met you one time. I don't know if you remember or not, but I... Yeah, we worked the casino together. Yes, yes. That's good memory. I, were I was you working it together or were you gambling? <laughs> I, um, he, he headlined and I, uh, I, he came into the green room and I'm always intimidated uh, by the other comedians because they're professional comedians. Sure. And I'm just this guy that, you know, is, likes to do it and, 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 and tries to get better at it, but I, I'm not in their league, right? Like, I, like, do you have a day job, Mike? You don't. This is your full-time gig? This has been it for 33 years now. Right. Holy smokes. Like for 33 years, he's been a professional comedian. So I meet these guys and I'm very intimidated and I'm quiet and I stick to myself in the green room for two reasons. One, because I don't feel that I'm, you know, part of that club sort of thing. Wasn't and the I, other and, one because you're so nervous? And I respect their craft. And I'm also so nervous about what I'm about to right, do. Right, right. Which I'm told for the most part, Mike, that never goes away, right? Like it, it will never it go It never away. goes, no. In, in some degree or another, it always sticks with you. Some guys to the point of vomiting before a show. Yes. Um, I have to pace. 
constantly a half an hour before because I don't move when I'm up there. So in some way or another, it sticks always. Yeah. So I watched you and I didn't know what to expect because I'd never seen you before. And you came out and and your style is really interesting. And this is why Dylan's friend, Jem, was so ecstatic that you were doing a show. Yeah, she called me the night after she saw uh, you the very first time and uh, just said, this is the best. uh, You have to see this guy. Yeah. It is the greatest, best night I've ever had. I was like, okay. like, And then she just goes on and on and on just about how this is the, the greatest event ever. And apparently you made fun of a lot of people in the crowd and had everyone in tears. Right. Yeah, I just kind of go where it goes. Everybody always asks, what do you do? And I'm like, depends on the day, depends where I am. It just kind of goes. Like the night that me and Pepper were together, the uh, some of the Eskimos were there when yeah. they were the Eskimos. Yeah. And I took off on those guys that night. So it was. It just goes where it goes. But yeah, Jem, that was her second date. You guys had set her up with somebody, mm-hmm. and that was her second date, and they were right in the front row. Yeah. the memory that he has. <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> yes. Um, but that night at the casino when we were there uh, and I, I watched you and I thought this is the most, like it's a very unique style because you can't really, like you have material, but if you just wait until the audience causes any sort of distraction and then you just focus in on them and that's the rest of your time on stage is just basically ad-libbing and improv which to me terrifies me because you know I've got my set and I I I, I might be getting a little bit better at, at going rolling with the punches but that's what you do is whatever yeah. happens Yes, whatever happens. There's a backdrop of material that I'm not fond of, and it's just there. <laughs> but my fun is we used to call it jumping in the deep end of the pool, so I just go. And uh, that's my challenge to myself. I just go. So um, I like that. Was that your idea? What is that my what? Uh, was that your idea all along? Like when you dreamed of getting into stand up and had these goals and aspirations of being or a, a, of being successful in stand up? Did you think this is going to be my style, or did it just evolve one night because somebody was heckling you and you tore them to pieces and you thought, "There, this is the way to do it." I started in a contest and nobody taught me anything. Mm-hmm. So after I came in third place in the contest and my prize was opening for Norm Macdonald before he was Norm Macdonald before wow. he was famous. And uh, no one told me I could use the same jokes. And I just ran out of stuff to write, and I opened for Norm, and I went into the crowd. And I got three applause breaks in 10 minutes, and he pulled me off afterwards and introduced me to his manager, and I ended up getting a Canadian tour out of it. And I had no idea what I did. And he's like, you don't understand that's a skill? And I said, nope. (laughs) No, because I didn't. And then I went, if that's a skill, and it just sort of took over. Well, it, it, when I saw you do it, it inspired me to say, like, I've got to get better at crowd work, right? Like, I, it's, it's one thing to have good material, but to, to have crowd work, and especially doing what I'm doing tomorrow night and Friday night where you're hosting, it's kind of like warming up the crowd and relating to the crowd. And I, I'm not confident in that skill yet. But when I saw you, I, like, that is an element that you have to incorporate just to become a more well-rounded stage performer. Well, you've got to kind of be ready. And that's like, I had an incident last week where I had a newer kid tell me that I wasn't as good as I, as I was being pushed to be because uh, what I was doing was easy. That was the easy way out. 
So I told him, I'll go up and I'll do my time just straight jokes, and you go up and you do nothing but crowd work. Let's see how it works. Uh-huh. And he, he left the building. He never went up at all. Really? <laughs> yeah, by the time it came to the challenge, he was like, nope, I'm not doing this, and he took off. Because so. it's the unpredictability that can scare you, right? Yeah, because at any time, if you lose them, losing an audience, it's it, it's so hard to get them back. Yeah. So, um that that right there, that unknown factor throws a lot of people off. Where to me, that's hilarious to me. I can't wait. <laughs> but 33 years of doing it, not all comedy shows are full rooms. Um, you know, I, I told the story the other day is I did a show and there were two people there. And uh, how do you do? I guess you just sit and talk to them at that point. But what do you do when there's a small crowd and they're, they're too t- intimidated to even talk back and nobody says anything? Then you, you rely on your material. I have uh, gone to the staff. I have gone out into a hallway and pulled people in. I have done anything it takes uh, to do what I do. So we—it's fun. I mean, I'm still having fun. I turned 59 last week, and I'm still having fun. Mm-hmm. So you know, my mother turned 80 today, and I called her, and she goes, "Are you still doing that?" Yes, mom, <laughs> I'm still yeah. doing that. Yeah. Sorry yeah. for the disappointment, but yes, I'm still doing that. So, yeah. It's fun. There's a handful of things we spend a lot of time on uh, on our podcast, and this is obviously a, a passion of mine um, because it's it's something I, I like to do. And uh, well, I don't like to do it. I hate to do it, but I I, I love to do it at the same time. And uh, Dylan's is food. Yeah. Dylan's all about food, preparing yeah. food, eating food, learning. Dylan's about is food. about food because I always see on Jem's Instagram. Yeah, yeah. He's always they're making food pretty. That's, what, is, that's the plan. Yeah, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> Just eat it, Dylan. Just eat it. Oh, we do in the end. Yeah, you do in the end, but it's got to be like it is. It's got to be a design and look the <laughs> yeah. asparagus all crisscrosses. It's that's the so stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that, that's the thing. Ravi gets mad at Dylan because he does like one ravioli and he dresses oh. it up and he says, "How are you not still hungry? At least fifteen this. more, yeah. twenty-five more. I eat a lot. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's hilarious to me. And you guys do that all the time, though, right? You and Jem do that all the time? Yeah, we're Make all, food like that? Yeah, we're always trying to do uh, better-looking food. Absolutely. It's an art. What's better-looking food? Just turn down the thing on your toaster, and the bagel's lighter. <laughs> it's better-looking food. All right. Amen, brother. Uh, all right. But it's an art very much like like performing on stage. Ravi is an a- uh, avid mountain climber, like an actual experienced mountain climber. So we've right. all, all, all got these hobbies, and they all have a degree of risk to them, or they all have a, a degree of... Heart attack, right? Well, I, I, what would, the risk would be just like being judged, right? Being judged. With Ravi, it's actually a safety risk. Sure. But Dylan, being judged that your food is an as good or your food doesn't look as good and, mm-hmm. and being on stage being judged that like you have to go out there and the expectation is you're out there naked by yourself with only your own sense of humor and you hope other people get it it's it's a really vulnerable position to be with whatever your craft or your hobby is and yeah, it's harder for you though isn't it because you get judged on a comedy stage does that come back on you on radio where people are like i saw you do comedy man um, <laughs> they no, you know what happen what I find happens Mike is that um I'm I'm much more comfortable when it's uh, audience members that re- that know me from the radio show because they're right. far more understanding and supportive. I get nervous if I'm doing a show where there's no one in there that 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 know- knows me from the radio show because then it's like prove it. I, I I still have that insecurity where I think I need people to be supportive of me even if I suck. Now, have you two guys ever switched? 
Pepper, have you ever tried to prepare the food and Dylan does stand-up? <laughs> oh, that's such a scary idea. No, but I think, Dylan, you'd be good at doing Mike's style because you're just an ad-lib improv yeah, and you're more comfortable. guy. You're more comfortable just talking to people, right? Yeah, it's so hard, though. There, I got a respect for it. I, I don't know. I don't think I could do it. Yeah. I don't have a, a, a large desire to do it. No. Um, Not even five minutes. You guys do all your challenges all the time. You should switch one day. Uh-huh. So scary. Yeah, maybe one day, like five years from now, Mike. <laughs> Let's talk you then. Five years to yeah. prepare five you're, minutes. Well, you're last year, right? You're 65. You'll be on your way out. You'll be taking taking the retirement route, and maybe on your last tour, we'll do something. <laughs> well, Pepper's first Pepper's first time was when he was 40. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do it. Try it when you're 40. See, but, but this was one of Pepper's goals since he was, was young. That's the reason that we wanted to it make him do it because he right, used to right. carry around the, the joke book. Yeah. He always right. used to have a journal on him all the time. I was like, what yeah. are you doing? And I knew I'd never use it. You forced me to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I did it and I haven't, I mean, it's not that I haven't stopped, but I have, it, I, I said it would be a one-time thing. I'm too nervous. I'm never going to do it again. And then it's this bug. It's this weird, it's like anything, right? You, you get a rush from something you love and you as much as it anxiety as it brings about, it mm-hmm. just you instantly crave to do it again. Right. And I thought you were funny when we worked together one time. I thought you were funny. Well, thank you. Well, radio guys tend to be radio guys, right? So when radio guys try to do comedy, you guys are used to no response because you're in a studio with just each other. <laughs> no, it's true. Right? Exactly. <laughs> but no one's looking us in the eye expecting anything. That's that's the big difference, right? Um, so. Another thing that uh, uh, has exploded is obviously Netflix has brought comedy, and we've asked this of a few comedians that we that we have on the air. And have you found that your career has benefited just by the fact that all these stand up comedy specials are available now, and people seem to really be watching them? Are are more people like in your thirty plus years? Are you seeing more people in the clubs now? Uh, no, I see more people in the clubs now because of COVID right, being right, lifted, but right. Netflix. If anything, I saw people going more out of clubs and into the bars and the one-nighters because the clubs are all the now the C-list and D-list celebrities. Right. So the guys that are true comic comics are the guys that are out there on the road and doing like everything. You know what I mean? Not just clubs. Like they're in colleges. They're on a cruise ship. They're in a bar. Um, they're in a brewery, they're in a whatever, um, going anywhere in front of anybody where clubs now focus on, we've got to get the butts in the seats. So, you know, can we bring Dustin diamond back to life? Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, so I just saw, like I played comic strip last week and headlined on the Sunday and we were jammed. So oh. I've seen people run out now that it's COVID. I'd love to say that was cause of me, but people mm-hmm. haven't seen me live in, whatever, a year and a half. I've been doing Zoom shows. So. Oh, those must be awful. <laughs> you know what? I said no, and I was just going to sit home for two years and found a guy here in Edmonton who him and his son have a warehouse and they have like robot cameras and voice recognition. So if people turned on their mics and spoke, it would pop up alongside of me and I could do a face-to-face interview and do my crowd work. So oh, it, it ended up working for me really well. Um, I only did one a month. It wasn't like I was doing a ton of them, but it worked. So it was nice. 
I didn't have to do the backdrop in my basement thing. You probably get this question a lot. Your favorite story from the road, either of the saddest place you've been or the weirdest experience or running into somebody or, I, I, I mean, comedians, they, they live a life of just travel and performing and anxiety and just weird situations. When alcohol starts flowing at these clubs, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, my well, all right. I'll give you my favorite Edmonton story. I came out here on tour for the strip and it was right before I decided to come out and raise my daughter. And I was, <laughs> they brought me on stage and they had warned this guy three times in the crowd. You got to stop. He was yelling, kept kissing the girl. He had his arm around and the GM Dino said one more time and you're gone. And I walked up on stage and he goes, Oh, look, it's my grandfather. And they said, that's it, you're out. Like, I hadn't even said hello. Mm -hmm. And he gets up and he screams, hey, you, before you talk, if I got to leave, I want something in return. And I was just, I hadn't even grabbed the microphone yet. And I turned and said, how about a bag for your date's head? That's all I said. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they laughed and he said, quote unquote, are you talking about my sister? And he had been making out with her all night. And I go, bud, is, if that's the girl you're with, yep, that's who I'm talking about. And when I turned around, there he was. He was on stage. And he just started throwing fists. Oh, wow. So we, we fight. They break us up. Now, if you've ever been to the comic strip, the GM, he's a bigger guy. Mm -hmm. So at his fastest gate, they broke us up and we fought again before he got to the stage. <laughs> he got to the stage and he grabbed the guy by the throat and he put him against the wall. But when he put him against the wall, he went too deep. <laughs> and the guy pooped his pants on stage. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No. So as they're drag now I've been on stage literally a minute and a half and a minute of that I have fist fought and they're <laughs> dragging him away and he's screaming I'm going to kill you and I'm like I've still got a show to do and there's poop on the stage. <laughs> oh my god. How was the so show? I, uh, the show was great. I I don't think I've ever sold more merchandise in my life and I I get off stage and there's police because they kicked him out and he called the cops and charged me with assault. And the cop goes, what's your side of the story? Thank God they had cameras, you know, where they always film from the roof in, in case something happens. But mm -hmm. I says, well, here's what happened. And he goes, do you have any proof? And I pointed and there was a whole trail. And I says, there's poop all the way to the stage there, buddy. How much more proof do you need? <laughs> no kidding. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'd do if that happened. Like, and then I've got to do the show for 45 minutes afterwards. I have to do the show for 45 minutes and then come in the next night and watch the security tape yeah. where you don't fight as fiercely as you thought you did. Mm -hmm. Right. Did, yeah. Do you get uh, a lot of people wanting to attack with crowd work or do most people take it uh, and just laugh it off? Uh, most people tend to jump on board, but at least once a year I'll have somebody that, um, wants to challenge just because they want to be the center of attention. So, mm -hmm. but you, yeah, I've had anything from a gun pulled to a, oh, wow. I had an off duty drunk police woman pull a gun on me. Um, because I asked her to be quiet for the other act. <laughs> really? <laughs> and she, yes. And she, she put the gun in the palm of her hand and she was pregnant. And <laughs> she said, what are you going to do if I put this in my hand and, uh, fire it at you i go i guess my only choice is to punch you in the baby and they tackled her and i had to go in and do radio the next morning and that's they i walk in and the guy goes here he is the guy that punches women in the baby and that's how i was known in youngstown ohio for that's the great. next five years You're great no <laughs> Jeez. yeah yeah i mean 
You're always kind of a target when you're up there. Have you ever, ever felt the need to apologize to somebody in the audience afterwards or go up and say, hey, thanks for having a great sense of humor. You, you really helped out. And, uh, I always say thank you, but I've never felt the need to apologize because we just go. And they they should know with with my show within three minutes, if you don't know, forget it. Yeah. I get that some people and I'm pretty good after all this time of knowing who wants to play, who mm-hmm. doesn't. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty good at picking because I'll be there early and then I'll watch everyone else and I'll see how people are reacting. So I'm right. not going to go to the guy that's crossing his arms and right. staring down. So right. I'm right. pretty good at it. No, yeah. I don't think I've had to apologize. No. I usually, if I have to apologize, it's usually to my parents when they come see me. <laughs> yeah. Cause when I saw you, you were going hard. There was one lady in particular that you were going hard at the entire time. And I thought, my God, at some point I'd start to feel you know, guilty for attacking her so much, but you know, you expect it when, if they're going to start talking to you, you, they have to expect it a little bit, right? It's just what goes. Yeah. yeah. And sooner or later, especially if they start it and they don't stop, I have no regrets. So here's my question, and I, this is going to be a complete 180 direction turn, and it's going to go from, you know, the, the fun and the funny and all this to separating the art from the artist. And you being in it for 30 years, um, I don't know if you've seen the Bill Cosby four-part documentary on, on Crave, um, but uh, it's, it's, it's really good, and I'm sure that uh, you, like many comedians, have studied Bill Cosby and uh, admired Bill Cosby when he was doing stand-up as one of the greatest of all time. And my question is, I used to listen to Bill Cosby albums when I'm eight years old, seven years old, and I memorized all of them. And my parents are now getting old enough where they're downsizing, they're getting rid of all their stuff. And I was there a few weeks ago, and I saw one of the Bill Cosby albums that I listened to all my life. And I was torn on whether or not to take that as a keepsake. And we have this little wall of framed records that have been influential in my son's life and my life and in the basement. And to put that on display or not, separate the art from the artist. And I'm just curious to know if, is that even possible with somebody who is clearly a predator? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I put that right in there with my OJ Simpson football card and my Gian Gomeshi signed book. Yeah. Like it's, um, uh, I don't praise anything that any of them did. I mean, I grew up in show business. I mean, when I, I did, I sang and danced off Broadway when I was a kid and stuff. So I've always been on stage. So when I was little, my cousin had a nightclub. So I'd go backstage and that's how I met Jerry Lewis and Raquel Welch and all those people. So Mm -hmm. when I was young, I knew the backstage, what was going on. So Mm -hmm. like when I started comedy, I knew what Bill Cosby was doing. We all did. That's what it said. Yeah, the documentary said that, that everybody kind of knew his reputation for a long, long time. We all knew. If somebody opened for him, they'd come to the club afterwards, and guess what he did tonight? Like, Mm -hmm. that was just, um, we all knew. But do I have albums downstairs? Yep. It's kind of part of the history of comedy. Right. So, But um, are you displaying the albums? That's what I'm torn to do. um, I don't hide them. I don't know if I'd frame it and put it on the wall. If mm-hmm. it was signed, I would. Mm-hmm. I would. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't think I'd bring a date over and go, hey, want to <laughs> listen to this first? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that whole conversation of separating the art from the artist is a really difficult one to do, and especially in this kind of time where, you know, it's so easy to be canceled yeah, but I think and almost it, canceled by association. I, I think it's... Uh, I think it's based on each each individual and, and what happened. Like, if someone says something bad and gets canceled, mm, okay. 
Bill Cosby did a lot he, he, he of did. stuff. He did. He did. Absolutely. Right. I think like that. That one. Uh, I don't know how you separate them. Honestly, it's tough. And when you watch that documentary, you realize just how bad it really was, mm-hmm. and how premeditated. Oh, it was horrible. It was. And yeah. it was in every. You, you got to understand that's a guy that was on the road, so that was an every week occurrence. So mm-hmm. for the women that have come out, you haven't even. You haven't touched the iceberg. Right. So, um, yeah, it was, and it was just a well-known fact. I mean, we just had this conversation last week about the guys that tour now and the stuff that's known about the people that tour now. And we're all like, nobody's talking because it doesn't benefit anybody to talk right now. And that's what people do. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, sorry to bring a dark cloud to everything. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Uh, but uh, tomorrow night at Long Roof. You can Roof. look for that kind of comedy <laughs> yeah, anymore. No, we won't do any of that. Uh, tomorrow night at Long Roof Brewing. I'm very excited, uh, not just for, for the opportunity to get on stage again, but to open up for you and and to see you do it because it'll be completely different than the last time and the time before and the time after and then the time the next night in Spruce Grove. So it's going to be uh, interesting to see you work and I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us here. This today. Uh, Thanks for having me, you guys. I appreciate it. Okay, we'll thanks, see you tomorrow. Good luck. Thanks, Mike. Break we'll see leg. you. Thank you. Okay, All see right. you later. Uh, oh. Mike, Dambra is his name. So uh, there are a handful of tickets left. I think there's about 20 tickets left to uh, to tomorrow night's show. Thank you for letting me indulge in that. It's a, of course. It's a passion of mine. You guys will have fun. And I like Apparently talking. he's a hilarious. He's great. He's great. Because you never know what you're going to get, right? Yeah. He's the kind of guy you can see over and over and over again, and it's different every time. Mm-hmm. With me, not so much. No? <laughs> <laughs> word for word, I've heard yeah, it a couple me, times. Yeah, no, it's, People still love going to see you, though. I've got about an hour's worth of stuff. So when I do 15 minutes, it, it, and I've got a bunch of new stuff that I wrote during the pandemic, and I guess I'll try it out tomorrow. See but you're trying out stuff? Mm-hmm. You got to try it somewhere, Dylan. Oh, dear God. Um, so the changes to the podcast. Should we cover these real quickly? Sure, yeah. Okay, so Mondays there will be a podcast. Yeah. Okay, this Monday, in fact, we'll, we will have uh, a, a, another guest on uh, that made some headlines last week, right? Tanya Walter is her name, and she has become the first full-time female oh. coach in the CFL. You got her. Yes. So she's going to join us on Monday. Right, we're taping that and we're going to play it on Monday. Mm-hmm. Then we'll have our regular Wednesday podcast. So Monday will be an after show show. Wednesday will be an after show show. And on Friday, this was Dylan's idea. This is going to be the I fun. Think this is Robbie's fri- idea. Was it Robbie's? Yeah. Okay. This is going to be the fun Friday. So what happens on Fridays on the podcast? Well, we, we, we always end the week yes. with like a wrap up and see who was right, who was wrong. Yes. And we keep track of the dumb things we say, the dumb arguments we get in. Yeah, every single one of them. And we keep track and see who who won the week. Who the audience sided with the most. But it always happens at like 8.58 on a Friday and we have to rush through it. Right. Can't really explain it. Anybody who's just casually listening is going to be like, what? What were they talking about? So this will be just a way we can wrap up the week, kind of go into depth about some stuff and not have to rush like we normally do on a Friday. So explore the rights and wrongs a little more. So it's become kind of popular. A lot of people kind of like that last segment on Fridays. And uh, so we're going to to elaborate on that more. So that'll be our Friday podcast Mm -hmm. where we get into each and every of the right and wrongs, which I have three so far from this week. Nice. Okay. And then Saturday, uh, the weekly wrap. Yeah. For the last few weeks, we've moved it, moved it to Saturday. People don't seem to mind. Right. So that's when it actually airs on the radio station. Saturday mornings, we we air some best ofs from the week. Mm-hmm. Best ofs, in quote. Okay, thanks, Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, You're part of this show, too, you know. I know when to, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> so that's moved to Saturday, which means, yeah, four, four out of seven days, we'll have new content up. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Which, if you don't like it, you don't have to listen, but there are some people who do enjoy 
what we do, so it'll just Robin, be an they opportunity. they know if they don't like it, they don't have to listen. You don't have to advertise that part. <laughs> I know, I know. But, but it's, it's just, like a buffet. You can sample whatever exactly. you like and, and see what fits your, your podcast well have more options. schedule. So you can get that. <laughs> you get your podcast. Here, let me just... Mm. wonder why people don't listen. Here, gonna... <laughs> just, yeah. <If> you don't... <laughs> yeah. <if we> can... <laughs> so that's where you can get your podcast. All right. Okay. So thank you very much. And uh, for your continued uh, support of our podcast, we're glad to uh, give you more. Is there anything else we need to cover? $20 here a ticket if you want to go tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be great. And uh, you can just uh, message me on Instagram if you want, and I can send you the link. But you should buy tickets Pepper as opposed to... underscore on air. Yes. Easy, easy, easy. What You can get them at the door? What? Yeah, I, I would buy them in advance and not get them at the door. Because okay. once it's full, it's full. They don't have like a standing room option, I don't believe. So Sounds good. Okay. Also, push your dry fab, maybe, because you guys are... Uh, oh, that's going poorly, isn't it? I gave you my $100, dollars. though, Dylan. It's I, about time. I gave you the 100 bucks. So, yeah, yeah dry fab is with seven days left. Or, sorry, either. five days left. Yeah, five. Uh, in, uh, in February, uh, trying to raise money for the Canadian Cancer Society. Uh, Dylan, you are at what right now with dry fab? Uh, I'm on you right now. So $250 for pepper. If I click on that's to awful. me... Yeah, uh, it's not ideal, I'll be honest with you. Um, if you click on to me, I have $465.16. And our targets are $1,500 a piece? That's what we were supposed to do. That's not good. I know. Or listen, I haven't had a sip of alcohol. I've been sitting here not drinking mm-hmm. for $465? Yeah. That's pretty good. It's average. At best. Okay. So if you could, if you could, please. It's better be than awesome. nothing. Where are the links to DryFab? Or just go to DryFab.ca and type in either Dylan Wochuk or Rob Pepper. They are and- pinned to the top of the Kiss Edmonton Facebook page okay. too. So, so that's a way. Yeah, just, just anything. $5, $10. It's for a great cause, obviously, the Canadian Cancer Society. And they tried to get as many people on board with DryFab as possible. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Okay, so we will talk to you again on Friday with a recap of the rights and wrongs on the uh, Pepper (laughs) and Dylan podcast. Thanks for listening to the After Show Show. Bye. The Pepper and Dylan Show. Weekday mornings on KISS 91.7.